0: Welcome, fam, to another episode of the Bobo and Flex show. My name is Bobo and I'm your host and I'm with the beautiful Flex, also known as Flex Mommy on the internet. We're back with another episode and we're serving you looks. We're giving you videos from across the continent. Like, we're literally on two sides of the continent and we're still serving you video. Can we get an award at this point? Like... The level of technical expertise is just. It doesn't stop. (laughs) I know, right? It just doesn't (laughs) stop. But today we're talking about expectations. We're talking about red flags, pink flags, and where to draw the line between settling and compromising. Where do you even draw that line? Um, I feel like a lot of people have this very confused. I feel like this is the downfall of a lot of romantic relationships. Not just romantic, actually, even friendships. So we want to dissect this. And we just want to help each other navigate friendships, relationships, and sex a lot better by setting clearer expectations, by knowing when you are settling versus compromising. <coughs> so let's just jump right into the conversation. Flex, when it comes to relationships, I want to know from you, what would you say are the quintessential red flags The quintessential deal breakers the things that are just like (laughs) when you see these you have to run (laughs) what are those personally or generally um let's start with personally and then then we'll go into the general like some red flags that everyone should look out for
1: okay um Well, I'm going to start with red flags that I I now look out for just because, you know, you know what you know, you don't know what you don't know. So the first one I look out for is a dependence on drugs and alcohol to engage in anything social. A lot of Australians generally, we've normalised alcoholism and drug abuse. Don't at me if you think this is untrue because I will come back (laughs) with statistics. I found out, and I've already had this inkling, yeah and because i haven't grown up with a lot of drugs and alcohol in my life generally like Mm. i I now do drugs i don't really drink so um it's really i think
0: you'd rather do drugs than drink
1: yeah yeah like i stopped drinking for like five years six years or something
0: oh wow drinking is not
1: my thing i don't like the taste but i like amaretto sours so if they're available i will drink those but if they're not available then i won't drink yeah but i will do drugs so um casual <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so i because i didn't grow up around grow up around a lot of drugs and alcohol in my family i'm really not sympathetic to people who are dependent on them <laughs> <laughs> so from being in situationships and relationships with people who have a, you know a dear de- like debilitating um you know preoccupation with the usage of them it's not yeah. my thing it, it it's It sort of has a flow and effect about conversations around addiction and dependency issues and why you use them and do you need them and should you blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, that's not for me. That's someone Mm. you can play around with for funsies. But to attach myself to you long term, no. Lord only knows how that affects your mental health and the way you see the world. So that's a big, big, big um, deal breaker for me uh the second one is somebody who has to over enthuse um our cultural differences i.e i only like dating black women i don't no. fuck white girls like no
0: for me yeah, yeah no
1: i've always wanted to um go to the congo i really feel like that's my spirit <laughs> people <laughs> and while you may feel that there's there is there is a distinction between someone who's showing appreciation and trying to connect with you versus letting you know yeah. <laughs> that you are being fetishized. And whether or not you choose to see that is your own business, but those things will jump out in ways that you don't want in future. Oh, yeah. So that is definitely, definitely, definitely a deal breaker. Um, somebody who is not ambitious. I don't mean somebody who doesn't have a good mm. job. That's not what I'm saying. Someone who is not ambitious, doesn't strive to make their current situation better than their past situation. You right. can see it. Sometimes you can't see it for what it is at first, you know? Sometimes people are apathetic, sometimes they're, you know, um, indifferent, but there is a clear distinction between someone who lacks ambition and somebody who couldn't care less if their life turned upside down tomorrow. And that's the kind of brazen energy that I refuse to invite into my life. (laughs) If you don't care about you, you don't care about me. That's another (sighs) thing. If you don't, people who don't love themselves, if you you don't love yourself and you make it very clear, I'm sorry, it's not it.
0: You can't You can't mm. And I also think It's it's good to make The distinction Between someone Who's not ambitious Versus someone Who prefers To live the simple life Yes and You know that If you are So if you're like me And you're bougie mm. Don't don't force yourself into situations where you're with someone who likes the simple life because it's not, it's going to feel very similar to being with someone who's non ambitious. You know, <laughs> and it's a thin line. It's a thin
1: line. Yeah. You have it to is. be
0: realistic. Um, Baby, what are your
1: red flags or your deal breakers?
0: My deal breakers are, yeah, ambition is number one. Just ambition. I'm going to say ambition and intelligence. I'm just going to clump it. Oh, those yeah. Together. Because I need to be intellectually stimulated like all the time. I'm also, you know, where my Gemini jumps out, I get bored really easily and I'm like very easily distracted. So I just need to not be in a situation that's going to be monotonous. I need to be with someone who's always evolving and growing and self-actualizing and just not intellectually stagnant. So someone who's as curious as me, someone who is as open to the world as i am or else it's just gonna be really just a boring situation um the next thing is that they need to they need to see they they need to have an underlying philosophy of abundance as opposed to a philosophy of scarcity Mm. otherwise we're just gonna bump into some issues in the long run I feel like I can, like, be a casual, you know, I can have a casual ting with someone who, (laughs) like, believes in scarcity, but in the long term, like, I fundamentally believe in, like, the abundance of nature and of the universe and of my own life, so you need to be on that wavelength. And then, um, you need to eat ass. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) the tables have turned no no never, i was gonna ever. say <laughs> the way I, I felt my chest tense <laughs> never ever ever wow i think hygiene oh. is another thing for me like mm. i i can't do i can't do messiness i can't yeah you just need to not have halitosis but realistically
1: how does that manifest because you know sometimes the the lack of hygiene jumps out in really bizarre ways like they may be super (laughs) tidy and then you realise that you know the same toothbrush they had at the start of your relationship a year ago is the same one that's still sitting there or you know the sheets may be fresh but man hasn't washed his hair in how long Or you know, it just it jumps out in different ways. Or 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 or, you see him wash dishes, and then he 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 you know uses the sponge and he puts all the soap suds on, and then he just puts it in the dish drying rack. Doesn't rinse off the soap.
0: Oh, and then what?
1: And then what? You know, and then
0: I have to leave you. Like I have to leave. I have to leave. No, so I know that I'm such a germaphobe and I'm such a clean freak. That it's just not also dirty fingernails (laughs) can't do it. I can't do it. I literally cannot do it. I just need cleanliness all around. Like you need to. Auntie says she can't do it. I need when I come over, your bed needs to be made. There needs to be not a single speck of dust. I need to not see (laughs) dirty fingernails. Your hair has to be washed, skin moisturized, elbows, hydrated. All of it. Of it, you just have to look like a glazed donut, and um,
1: yeah,
0: you know, if not, no funny scents, no funny smells.
1: <laughs> I call them miscellaneous, so you just can't catch it. <laughs> like You're like, which one is tree? that? Where's that coming from? <laughs> like when the
0: breath is hot. But I yes! saw you story the other day, yeah. Um, you were not only talking about red flags, you were also talking about f- pink flags, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. which
0: are um, the things that you don't quite see right away, yeah but they sort of jump out later on in the relationship. Can you mm. elaborate on what a pink flag is? And how yes. to detect
1: so one. A pink flag came into fruition through a conversation I had with an amazing IG friend, fam, follower Mm. called Anima. And the discourse is always popping. So I've got a... You know, this came to fruition through a discussion with her. But we're talking about... What about those things that you register in hindsight as sus behaviour? They weren't clear enough initially for you to be like, I'm going to write this person off. But they have manifested in a way that you're kind of like, oh, I should have seen it for what it was earlier on. And so when I posed this question to my audience online, I was just getting red flags in response. Like when somebody it doesn't remember the names of your family members and it's been six months, that's a red flag. When Mm. somebody doesn't care about your interests, it's a red flag. When somebody doesn't ask you questions in return, it's a red flag. Let it be known. Don't paint it. It's sriracha red. It's menstruation red. (laughs) Don't paint it any other color. Know it to be true. And if you want to waste your time, like I often waste my own time, then that is okay. (laughs) But don't try and tell people that it's a pink flag. So these are some examples of proper pink flags that I have thought of myself. And that have come to me through discussion. So a pink flag to me is somebody who is too loud in commonly quiet spaces, (laughs) in the library, in the GP waiting room, at the bank, and you're kind of like, babes, like, can you just please bring it down a little bit? And and they don't want to play. It's a pink flag. Because if you don't have any self-awareness of how you inhibit spaces, like, you're coming yeah. in, like, a wrecking ball with no respect for people's, like, space, their personal preference. You don't have, yeah. like, perception of, of environment outside of your own. And that's right. insane to me. It's not... This is not, like, a, a line in the sand, like, don't speak loudly at the bank. But if you really can't see how that's inappropriate behaviour, and if you can't wait mm-hmm. to have that conversation quietly or, like, loudly outside of that environment, then what are you doing? How have you not, like, learnt that social cue? So that's a pink flag to me. I don't like it. Another one uh, is people who don't pay for their public transport or who who steal from corporations. Because for me... I know people yeah. like out here, you know, doing doing the work, fighting against the man. They don't feel like they want to feed into these capitalist structures, and so yes, they will do things like not pay for their transport because they think that they should. It should be their value, or it should be of it should be something given to them, or they shouldn't have to pay um, at you know big corporation fucking supermarket chains because why should they? You know, right? And so those are things to me. I'm like, if that's your your form of activism, then I'm gonna acknowledge it but you know it's who knows no if that's me. it's a no from me but I'm going to acknowledge it also people who rest their cups their mugs or their plates too closely to the edge of the table <laughs> close enough that it could fall over and break why are you inviting danger into your life that way why do you want to protect yourself i'm crying let me know if these are yeah. not pink flags because these are things you see And you're like, you know, it's been two months. I don't want to call it out. It's still chill, but it makes you feel some kind of way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's something, okay, how do you differentiate between, like, just a personality (coughs) trait versus a pink flag? So, for me, I'm a terrible texter.
1: Mm. I Mm -hmm. will
0: take eight business days to text someone back. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Would that be a pink flag? Absolutely. Why would it be a pink flag?
1: (laughs) excuse me sorry no, uh it's a pink flag purely because it's a behavioral flaw that somebody is going to find uh frustrating eventually i know for yeah. me i'm an eight-day texter as well until i'm like until i'm trying to finesse someone new new into my life yeah. then i'm texting you day evening night weekends public holidays and that, that'll teeter off but that is just a that's a. Um, what do you call it that's a what's the word i'm looking for uh a cue that i'm obsessive and then avoid it later on like you see it for what it is yeah someone who doesn't want to speak to you all the time if you're not a priority to them it's just what it is you see the text and you choose not to reply it's avoidant behavior mm-hmm. on a minor scale but still avoided behavior yeah granted though i now like to enter relationships how i want to finish them so yeah so how do it, you set your expectations and your boundaries I asked for clarification on behavior. Mm. And I gave this a girl who was in my DMs the other day, the same advice, like how we interpret pink flags or red flags are purely based on our past experiences. And so if we've only attributed, um, you know, proximity of, of, um, you know, hangouts or like, you know, the duration of how long we talk until to like how much you care then you're always going to see someone who talks to you more often someone who cares about you more often that's not the case right like for me i'm a very invested invested what's the word invested investigative there you go (laughs) person very curious so even if i don't like you or don't want to spend any more time with you i will ask you so many questions for context people assume that is a general like in like romantic interest it's not so yeah the next I'm day so when you text me and I say oh I'm not interested don't come call me a witch or a Jezebel because I led you on <laughs> I just like to ask questions and so similarly I, I actually I w- cannot
0: believe how much we're the same person <laughs> and at the same time the exact opposite <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah you have to be a big bitch And you have to ask for (laughs) clarification. You have to say, "Um, I don't know if this is you trying to avoid my texts or if I'm just reading too much into it. But generally, when I want to speak to someone, I don't wait eight days to reply to their text. Correct me if I'm wrong. It can be chill, you know, but you can't keep looking at your interpretation of behavior as the benchmark for
0: it. Yeah. I also think maybe, you know, as a generation, we might have to reconceptualize the norms and the standards and the expectations around our dating lives. Mm -hmm. On one hand, I also feel like there's... um, So a friend of mine who actually listened to our podcast on friendships was telling me that she feels that, you know, after listening to our episode, we have a generational issue where, like, no one really wants to be held accountable for their behavior because everyone sort of... We're so liberal now that it's like if you show up three hours late to a date it's just like yeah but like you have to accept me for who I am like you know this is who I am what's the problem with that
1: (laughs) (laughs) if you waited three hours for someone to show up to a date that's your L not me the person (laughs) who showed up three hours late you let people you teach people how to treat you
0: (laughs) I first of all I feel attacked because I've definitely waited (laughs) hours no this was a friend though um so this was a friend that i used to work with and she consistently showed up late to every but like hours late like literal hours um and that's what that's what the question is like am i boo-boo the fool because i allowed her to keep treating me like shit or is she trash because she continues to be a trash person who has no respect for people's time
1: you're Mm. both trash (laughs) (laughs) absolutely both trash sis really thought that she can really pull up every time time and time again three hours late and you really thought that she was going to change her behavior based on no critique (laughs) you're both trash next question but also i want to jump back what in your opinion what are some pink flags Because mine are very specific and I know that people out there who leave their mugs too close (laughs) to the table edge are mad. (laughs) So save them.
0: (laughs) No, no, but it it does make sense. Like, if you're leaving your plate on the edge of the table, do you not value your life? Those (laughs) of people will kill you in the middle of the night. (laughs) They will set your house on fire.
1: Oh Um, my gosh.
0: Some pink flags for me. Yeah, so... Being late on a date, that's definitely a pink flag.
1: And how late is late? Um,
0: I'm going to say more than 20 minutes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I'm going to say more than 20 minutes. That's definitely a pink flag. Having too much time is a pink. Yes! Listen, you know those wow. people who text you all the time? <laughs> wow! I low-key like the hat, and maybe I'm a masochist. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping
1: and 365-day returns.
0: But I low-key like the torture of, like, waiting for, yeah. you know, someone that I'm into to text me back. Teach I you like patience. knowing that you're doing something with your life. Yeah, mm. don't text me back immediately. I will cheat on you
1: okay but also for any of my boos listening because you always are text me back as soon as i text you don't play this game i am not over i will move on <laughs> i will find out who your best friend is i'm crying and you can insert the rest here
0: <laughs> wow aries energy is wild and we're in the middle of aries season too mm-hmm. so it's a lot it's a lot um yeah having too much time on your hands is definitely a red flag What else is... You know what's a friendship red flag?
1: Mm, A Um, red or pink?
0: Oh, yes. Pink flag. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And because this is something that I should have, you know, realized very early on. But I had a friend who could not maintain friendships. And she always used to complain. Yeah, Mm. she always used to be like, you know what? People are trash. You just can't trust any hoes out in this world. You know, all you have is yourself. I've just had so many friends and, like, none of them have ever been consistent or loyal to me. And later down the line, I'm like, but bitch, you're trash though. (laughs) Of course you can't maintain a friendship because you don't have the range. You don't have the compassion. You can't compete if you don't compare. Yeah. You know, so someone who, like, really struggles to maintain... And I, on some hand, I also feel very uncompassionate saying that because I'm someone who makes friends relatively easily. And so when people are like, hey, like I just can never make friends. I just wonder, like, is that because of who you are, like your behavior, or is that really your environment? I just, I can't imagine. So that's, that's a pink flag for me. But I can see how it's not a pink flag for, like... Absolutely. I don't know, maybe someone with social anxiety or whatever mm. the case is. But something that I struggle with personally is, like, boundaries. And when it comes to romantic relationships it's especially, I can never quite tell whether I'm settling or whether I'm compromising on something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, right now in my relationship, we have an issue where, like this is gonna sound really contradictory because i said i kind of like guys
1: <laughs> oh i guys, already know you already know i already know but please yeah tell the community
0: so, <laughs> so we have an issue where like we don't really see each other enough we don't get to see each other enough or like talk enough because he's busy and i'm busy and he especially you know he is an artist. And he's very passionate and dedicated to his craft, which I love. I think it's the best thing ever in the world. But at the same time, like, I want to see you more often. And so I can't tell if me being like, fine, I'll see you once every other week. Is me compromising or is that me settling? Like, when do you know when you're settling versus compromising?
1: I think when you settle... It yeah. in spite of you and when you Ooh. compromise it's for the benefit of both of you that's a good metric sometimes i feel profound <laughs> and things just i didn't have anything else to say i said what i said with that one it's wow. an interesting one because i think um when I look at the situation, I say, okay, Bobo's taking the time out to see um, her partner's point of view and to understand that she may not be able to see him as often as she wants to because she understands that he loves his craft. I would, I would ask, is he giving you the same courtesy and saying, oh, okay, is, 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 am I sacrificing as much as she is for me? Like I said before, I think relationships are transactional and when one is right. giving more than the other, you have to restore balance in some way. Right. And if you're no, going to comp- I think compromise is, is rooted in balance as well, and balance is transactional, so it's, yeah it's uh, it's compromise until you're the only one compromising and then it's settling.
0: Wow. yeah, I think he's willing to like work with me and be like, okay, like let's try and find a solution. So if I can't see you in the flesh that often maybe we can, like, talk on the phone more often or text more, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, But it's like, if that's still not enough, to what extent then, you know? Just situations like that, if that's still not enough, to what extent is that settling versus compromising in relationships? Mm. And I think that's where it gets tricky. I mean, have you ever been in a situation where you're with someone that you love or you're talking to someone that you love and they just have that one thing, that you're not a fan of. How do you know whether to like leave or to stay and work with it?
1: I've got a great example. Yeah. So my last long term relationship, Mm -hmm. he was very dependent on the ganja, Mm -hmm. the weed.
0: Oh Um,
1: To the point where it'd be, he'd be on and off it in manic cycles. So, like, smoking so, so much, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then he'd get off it, go to therapy, start working out, start eating well. Then he'd mm. get on it, and everything would spiral. He'd go downhill, be super depressed, super anxious, super, super suicidal. Then back on it, and he's loving life, and everything is great. And I'm going to therapy, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, my internal conflict was, if he's working on it, then isn't that not, is that not compromise? Like, shouldn't I allow the ups and downs because he's actively working on it. And everybody who has an addictive personality struggles with figuring out what balance is. So maybe this is balance in, in his, in his head, you know, maybe this is realistically what it's going to look like. Um, and for me, I think the, the tipping point was if you're going to, if number one, you're inviting to someone's space in life and you're number two, going to choose to stay in their space of life, you have to be mindful that, um, that's also your choice and if things are affecting you negatively you can only blame the other person for that to a point right it goes back to when someone shows you who they are believe them you can only people evolve they don't change and so these these things that come up as deal breakers and red flags they're not going to change they're going to transition so maybe he was going to smoke a little bit less and go to therapy a little bit more or maybe he was going to um, not go to therapy and just work out a little bit and he wasn't going to smoke he was going to jewel instead it always would have been something else yeah so I had to acknowledge is it the substance or the, the inconsistency in behaviour and it was the inconsistency in behaviour and I just can't have that you know wow. and honestly you can't tell people how to be better for you and expect them to do it that's just the nature of (laughs) of being in relationships and we talked about it a little bit in maybe the first or second episode the distinction we make between having standards but not having expectations and people have weirded me about this for weeks since we said that my whole thing is I my standards are things that keep me grounded to you know Things, experiences that keep me happy or that keep me balanced. So, my right. standards for relationships are that you share with me, you communi- communicate openly <laughs> with me, sorry, <clears throat> you appreciate my perspective, you appreciate that I want to grow, you also want to grow, you have ambition. These are all standards that I have for situations I would prefer to be in. It right. is my responsibility to communicate those standards and ask you what yours are, and with those both in mind, we create a separate. Understanding that is the basis for our relationship. So if right. I say I want to hang out every day and you say you want to hang out once a week, we both communicated our standards. And then with that, we say, okay, we can hang out twice a week. That's what's fair. We both compromised here. Right. A standard is not me saying I only want to be in a relationship with someone who um, pays for every meal. And then I give that to you. And then you say you can't afford to. And I say, well, that's how it's got to be. That's not a standard. Right. That's an that's ultimatum. 18. We don't give ultimatums
0: yeah, because you're never
1: going to get the response you want to because people don't want to be challenged that way. No, I'm not going to do what you want because you want it. I want you to <laughs> acknowledge what I want, what you want. And with yeah. those two in mind, we'll create, you know, something that's beneficial for both of us. Now, when I say not to have expectations, <clears throat> the whole idea about setting standards is that you give your partner you know a benchmark or context for your behavior and your wants and your needs and your likes and your dislikes that's Mm. not rules or guidelines it's just context and if the person you're dealing with can't see context for your behavior and chooses to ignore it or chooses to dismiss it then that's you need to acknowledge that and say if they don't see me like i want to be seen i've got to bounce you know what i mean you can't have expectations for how someone's going to respond to what your standards are so your expectation your standards, sorry, are your due diligence. That's you saying, I said what I said, I communicated I communicated it clearly. If they don't meet me halfway, it's because they don't want to compromise or they don't see it for me. And you need yeah. to acknowledge that and figure out whether you or not you wanna stay. You can't resent someone if you chose to stay. Ooh. In a non abusive oh sense also. Yeah. Like you know put put some ba- put some boundaries around that but yeah you can't resent somebody for their behavior if you chose to stay that's why i say with these pink flags red flags deal breakers compromising settling be mindful but these are all choices that you continue to make every time you choose to engage in a relationship with this person right
0: like so when it gets to be too much and you reach will. tipping
1: point come on now
0: um the only thing i would add to the conversation about expectations versus standards is that a standard is something that you set for yourself that you are enforcing on your terms. An expectation is something that is a requirement that you're placing on someone else in order to make you happy. Wow! It, the, the gag is that actually no one has the range to make you happy. This You Oof. create your own standards because those standards are enforced and created and applied by you to keep to maintain your own happiness and you don't place that on someone else because that's not anyone else's job. And so I think that's also where I would draw the line. But also something that I think about a lot is the idea of unconditional love.
1: No. And, <laughs> before
0: we <get> into <laughs> it, <laughs> No. You know we we really romanticize unconditional love, agape love. And is that a realistic concept for you no why not
1: everything in my life is conditional it's subject to change to movement to fluidity mm-hmm. why would i pick to choose to love this common stranger unconditionally for what <laughs> like that's the thing what you kind know, of fool move is that
0: <laughs> do you choose to love people or do you just you choose but there's the idea of the fall, you know, when yeah. it comes to romantic love. There's the idea of the fall. So you fall into love, which means you really yeah. don't have much control over it. Or rather, it's something that's overtaking you. It's a desire yeah. that's overtaking you. And so now that you're left without choice, um, just falling in love with this person, but they have their flaws because they're human beings and they have their shortcomings. Is it possible to choose to love them unconditionally or is that just not realistic?
1: Yeah, it's a tricky one. I mean, I refuse to love someone unconditionally because that's just a weird grey area that I'm not trying to sit into. I feel like conditionally, like, (laughs) love is conditional. Behaviour is conditional. You can't just act act out or run amok and then because I love you I'm not going to say anything or just deal with it because, no. (laughs)
0: What do you mean? No. Alright, well on that note, I think this is where we have to close up before everything dies. Did
1: we have any questions that were relevant to this topic? Uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Let me just go. Mm. Let me look. Um, this person said, I had another thought on red flags versus deal breakers and a clear example to me would be that a red flag is whining about not liking condoms and a deal breaker is being anti-abortion. Ooh. Very interesting. So that is a good distinction to make And also, a warning for anybody. Be really, really mindful of people who are open to changing for you, a common stranger, at the very early stages of your relationship. Somebody who's lived on this earth for so many years shouldn't be so quick to give up their wants and needs in favour of yours because they like you. Spooky. And also, another good thing to keep in mind is, when you're in those early stages of, of navigating deal breakers, pink flags, red flags compromising standards expectations think about who you're doing it for are you are you insecure and you like the validation of being wanted by someone or are you really attaching yourself to this person and disregarding the things that you think are vital because you think that they make you better or they make you whatever yeah because very important distinctions That's true Unpack your behavior people And it's easy to fall into the
0: subject object dynamic of romance Because that's how it's been constructed You know one person is the subject And the other person is the object But the thing is If you are the object of my desire Now I feel like I have to perform For you in order to maintain that And it's it's just mm. It's just really important to like Keep that in mind and just keep in Mm. mind whenever you're playing into these like
1: harmful dynamics you know Mm. and one last question before we go Mm. bobo if you had to sum it up in the most concise way possible how do we know when we are looking at a red flag like what is the telltale sign that it's a red flag we need to oh it's just a feel it's an immediate feeling in your, I don't know where
0: you feel your, your instinctual feelings. For some people, it's in their stomach. For some people, it's in their chest. But it's literally just the feeling of, nah, not this, not this. And a lot of times, if you're really into someone, that feeling is very
1: easy to overlook. I would say the way I can see and dodge red flags is, like, you know when you're walking down, like, a busy street in the city and there's, like... You know one of those Oxfam or um, Greenpeace people trying to get your attention and then you see them but then you kind of like walk around them you try not to like you know stop or say anything yeah. and when you do like oh no I'm busy I'm busy it's that clear it's in your face <laughs> you already done seen it you've already planned how you're gonna dodge it <laughs> so and then you waddle around word. it that's how clear the red flags are And, like, if you are my kid and you like to waste your time, then more power to you, because I've been doing that shit all day. (laughs) But the red flags are always clear. (laughs) Or even, like, when you're walking in the city and then, like, there's some man who's catcalling you from across the way and he's like, hey, you don't see me? Hey, I'm talking to you. And you, like, you pretend that your headphones are in, but, you know, there's no music (laughs) playing. It's that clear to you. Like, it's, (laughs) it's overwhelming you, and yet you still pretend that you don't see it. And that is my sermon.
0: Thank you for that. Thank you for your Ted Talk. But those are yeah, those are the clearest ways of identifying red flags, pink flags, and all the flags in between. So yeah, now that my ring light has died
1: (laughs) 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 This is this is wild, hey? Do you see what we go through to film and record? Jesus.
0: Guys, we've gone through so much for you. Um, let us... Maybe what we'll do is we'll record our What Would Bobo and Flex Do? Because those are quite short. Mm-hmm. But let us know um, what else you'd like us to talk about. If you have <coughs> any questions for us to answer in future episodes, the easiest thing to do is to DM us on our Instagram account, Bobo and Flex. Don't DM us individually because we each get hundreds of DMs a day. So the chances of us seeing it are very slim. However, if you follow us at Bobo and Flex on Instagram and you DM us, we will see your question. We will respond. And don't forget to subscribe. We're on Apple Music. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. Give us a nice review because it helps us grow and create more content. And it'll help us have a live event so we can see your beautiful faces in the flesh.
1: True. Wouldn't you
0: love that? Let us know if you'd like a live event. We have some, we have some games planned. It's going to be really fun. So thank you again for listening. This has been a beautiful episode. And we'll catch you in the next one. Bye.